Welcome to the Thelcom Podcast. Now, here's a question for you. Who doesn't want to live a great life? Surely we all want to live a wonderful life. And this podcast is all about the ingredients for a great life. We'll be sharing the detail of tools, tactics, techniques, mindsets that you can consider and adopt if you like them to create your own great life. We'll be interviewing kind-hearted people who want to share their ideas, their stories and their methods with you. You are listening to The Falcon Podcast and your host is David Lilly. This week's podcast examines a subject and a mindset that can really contribute towards positivity, peace and harmony in the world. It's not something that is surrounded with hype. It's a proven attitude for what I call harmonious living. Now, as we consider the subject, it's pretty easy to conclude that acrimony, disagreements and war all happen as a consequence of human conflict when people don't agree. The inability of people to agree or to be prepared to accept, absorb, tolerate, perhaps even go along with the viewpoint of another person can spiral out of context control and result in friction, disharmony, anxiety, nastiness and in the extreme of cases, wars between countries that result in the deaths of tens of thousands of people. The world could be a much happier place. One mindset and attitude that can help increase patience, harmony, world peace, and less stress and anxiety. And that attitude is one of compromise. So today's podcast is all about the subject of compromise. The challenge of there not being enough of a compromising attitude in the world was brought home to me in the midst of a recent group business project. Let me tell you a little bit about this project. It's made up of four people of which I'm one. Now, when we commenced the project, I already knew that we had contrasting skills and life motivations, but I was comforted by the fact we shared a vision and most of our values appeared on the same plane. We commenced the project in the right way, setting out an initial vision, partaking in good, healthy discussion and debate surrounding this vision and the associated plan, and every one of the four team members bought into the plan. As part of the project, we decided it would be worthwhile for each of us to complete what's known as a DISC profile, D-I-S-C, DISC profile. A DISC profile is a non-judgmental tool used for discussion of people's behavioural differences. Now, the results of this exercise were fascinating and insightful, and if this team of four choose to use their learnings from the programme, this could be the making of our small team, the fuel that drives us forward. If, however, we ignore the learnings from this exercise, it may be the breaking of us. The exercise revealed that two of us are classified as persuaders. One of us is a supporting advisor, and the other person is classified as a challenger. I'll leave you to guess which one I am. These one-word or two-word definitions come with a profile sheet that explains more about our attitudes and our strengths and our behaviours. And the point is, whilst the four of us have some similarities, what I learned is that we are literally poles apart in some of our characteristics, attitudes and values. Now, as the deep thinker that I am, I guess most of you will sense that, this DISC profile experience pushed me into philosophical, analytical mode And I've had to pause in this project to make sense of this and get the perspective that I need to progress. Now, if we strip life back to the basics, it's obvious that many physical aspects of life commence in the mind of a person. And this is influenced by the values that they've been taught in their life. A person's idea has energy and action applied to it and something physical is born. This might be a gadget, 
the design of a house, a cure to a disease, a new business or the solution to a common challenge. Often teams of people are involved in these creations and the will and influence of the people in the team shape the building experience and ultimately the outcome. Some ideas manifest into incredible and useful creations, some are outright failures, whilst other great ideas wither on the proverbial vine, never get oxygen and never manifest. The point I want to make is that the attitudes of conflict or compromise are born out of the social conditioning we've experienced in our lives. The beliefs and values we've formed determine our attitude and our conduct in the life we choose to lead, and this includes how we choose to interact with other people. I guess what I'm saying is that people have a greater tendency to be either compromising or uncompromising. There are some people who are, quite rightly, uncompromising in certain aspects of life. One such area is set against the negative behaviours in life, dishonesty, theft, selfishness. These are behaviours that I personally possess an uncompromising and intolerant attitude towards. Now, some of this subject that I'm discussing now can sit around the edge of some religions. For example, the Bible and the Quran has a list of commandments. The commandments in each, the Bible and the Quran, do vary. But some of the encouraged commitments in both publications are things such as do not commit murder, do not steal, do not accuse anyone falsely. And the list goes on. These commandments are the foundations of what many people now regard as values. And people who have non-religious beliefs whatsoever, such as atheists, still have their own values. Outside of the less desirable areas of life, we could all benefit by being a little and in some cases a lot more compromising. Over the years, I've worked with many different types of people. Working with totally uncompromising people is rarely a pleasant experience. In truth, I can't imagine it's pleasant for them either but I've learned that some of these people cannot find it within themselves to self-analyse and change a little, even when a little compromise can be life-transformational. In my younger years, I grappled with the issue of compromise in certain of my values. If someone didn't share my values, for example, on a work-related subject, I found myself really struggling with it. But by the time I reached my 40s, I realised it was something that I really needed to work on. And so I developed my Windows of the World exercise. You'll be able to read about this in my up-and-coming book, The Ingredients for a Great Life. For those people who open their mind to the learnings that this type of exercise offers, it can be life-changing and life-improving. Taking time to try and see a situation from another person's perspective, even if you conclude that you cannot empathise with their viewpoint, is a very healthy habit for you to get into. Imagine a scenario where you're involved in a project or a team and you can't find a shared attitude of compromise. It's likely that that team will spend most of its time in debate. Now, debate is a good, healthy attitude, but if debate is constant, it becomes negative and nothing ever gets done. An attitude of compromise or a lack of it can become quite complex. As I record this podcast, we're at the height of the Brexit negotiations and Britain's vote to exit the European Union. Now, whatever your stance on the subject of Brexit, the harsh reality is that neither side has found it easy to compromise on certain key points of the negotiation. The outcome is a huge amount of uncertainty, unthinkable stress for the people leading the negotiations on each side, and a nation in Britain that in some quarters is paralysed and uncertain of what to do to prepare for and navigate the uncertain economic future that awaits us. 
Whether that future is uncertain in a positive or a negative sense, we still don't know, although people who are pro-Brexit are convinced it's going to be a positive outcome. I wouldn't like to conclude one way or the other. So what is the conclusion to this podcast? What are my recommendations to you on this subject? As I've already mentioned, there are some aspects of life that we should all be uncompromising towards. We should not accept lies, deceit, crime, murder, rudeness, cruelty and behaviours of that nature. However, in so many other areas of life, an attitude of being prepared to compromise will serve you well. If you can challenge your values and find it within your mental makeup to pause and give other people's opinion an airing, take the time to offer the benefit of the doubt. Be prepared to offer some concessions in your personal and business negotiations. If you can do this, you'll be amazed at how your stress levels recede. You'll notice that people adopt a different attitude towards you. You'll be greeted with a little more warmth, a greater level of respect, and you'll occupy a different ranking on people's barometer for tolerance. In my experience, uncompromising people tend to find themselves as lonely and isolated. They have few real friends. Who wants to be around someone that never is prepared to compromise? I can think of several business people that I know and have worked closely with who are very wealthy, and in some people's viewpoints, these people are successful. The definition of success, of course, is different for all of us. I can tell you now that being isolated and lonely is a cold, dark and depressing place to live. Having an avalanche of cash cannot truly compensate for the feeling of being lonely that some wealthy but uncompromising people have. I'd choose an attitude of compromise above the blind pursuit of wealth every day of the week. And if this means that my financial achievements in life turn out to be modest, then I'll gratefully accept that as the outcome. As I reflect on this subject, I think about the thoughts of the late Felix Dennis. Felix was a talented entrepreneur, a poet and a media giant. His business, Dennis Publishing, is still a significant and respected player in the business world and the magazine publishing world. Now, Felix was known in the earlier part of his life to be an uncompromising character. Back in 2008, I was on a Caribbean cruise and I read his book, How to Get Rich. Back then, I was probably more interested in how that was possible. It doesn't interest me at all nowadays. And I can vividly recall the opening chapter to his book. Felix described his writing environment on the charming Caribbean island of Mustique. The time he was writing this particular chapter, he was looking down through the window to the harbour where he described the boats bobbing up and down in the emerald green harbour. His feral cat was eating fresh salmon at his feet. And he sought to answer the question, does money make you happy? Now, I'm not going to quote what he wrote in his book word for word. Some of you may want to go and read that book, How to Get Rich. But his conclusion was that whilst an abundance of wealth has many advantages, it most certainly doesn't make you happy. In fact, he was saying it can do quite the opposite. Felix Dennis may have lived part of his life as an uncompromising man, but his legacy is an extraordinary and heartwarming one. Felix came to understand the damage that human beings are doing to the planet, and his legacy saw most of his money being used to plant the oxygen-generating trees that our planet so desperately needs. In fact, most of his 500 million, that's right, half a billion legacy, was left for the mission of planting trees around Warwickshire between the Vale of Evesham and the Forest of Arden. I'm now told this footprint of trees is now so big that you can see Felix's trees 
from outer space. So the once uncompromising man Felix Dennis becomes totally compromising and leaves a legacy that will improve this planet for us all and future generations to benefit from. So to conclude, take some time to consider your values, your attitudes towards others and your tolerance of the opinion of others above your own. Ask yourself this question. Am I an uncompromising person or not? Am I prepared to compromise sometimes? Your conclusion to this exercise may be more insightful than you would ever realise and an increased preparedness to show a little more compromise may just fuel dramatically reduced stress and higher levels of happiness in your life for the rest of your days. My name is David Lilly. I'm the creator of the Thelcom Formula and the author of the book Ingredients for a Great Life, which I hope will be published towards the end of 2019. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And if you're listening to it and thinking that it would benefit someone who you know who is probably not as compromising as they could be, then please do share it with them. And also, if you've enjoyed it, especially, then I'd be massively grateful if you could provide me a positive review on iTunes. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Falcon Podcast, and I wish you a happy day.